Thank you for joining us for this episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. People like me, Michelle Kane with Voice Matters, and my wonderful co-host, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. How are you today, Karen? I am a little bit cold, a little bit sad, because as we are recording this, we now know that the Detroit Lions will not be in the Super Bowl this year. But other than that, life is good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so sorry. You can join the ranks of the football season is over for us. It's it's never yeah. fun, especially the Lions yeah. had such a great run this year. My gosh, really I, I was hoping they would get there just to shake things I, up a little bit. I had hope to. For the first time since I've lived in Michigan, I actually had hope that our football team would be in the Super Bowl. I'd never had hope before, if I'm being completely honest, but well, that does, what are you going to do? That makes it hurt a little more. So I get that. Totally get that. Anyway, but today <laughs> we'll focus yes. on bright, shiny new things. Actually, today we're going to talk about something that's been bopping around in our thoughts for a while. It's, you know, should you outsource your sales for your solo business? Sometimes you think, huh, mm. I'm a solo. What does that entail? Why would I want to do that? But... At the same time, I know, I don't know about you, but last time I had my resume, you know, updated my resume, like an overhaul, I had someone else do it. I hired it because it's it's sometimes talking about yourself and selling yourself is far more difficult than selling your clients. I remember getting getting the product of the resume back and reading it and thinking, who is this person? Did, I did that? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that's why I can see the appeal of all of these new agencies that have popped up that want to do the sales process for you because this is a very, very common pain point for solos. I mean, very common where everyone is like, how do I bring on business? And if you did not come from a traditional agency where business development is required as part of you know your role, then it can be very uncomfortable to to figure this out. You don't really know how to sell. And people equate sales with, here's what I see. Because I, I was in sales and I manage sales teams. So when you say the word sell to many people, they instantly think that it somehow means overcoming someone's will. So it feels like a forced process of overcoming someone's will to get what you want. That is not what sales is at all. It really isn't. You're not... You're not forcing someone to choose you. You are talking to people who have problems and together you're collaboratively coming up with a solution. Sometimes that solution isn't you. That's a part of the sales process. Sometimes it is something that you actually can solve. And so the key is to find the people that have the problems that you actually can solve. So there's firms out there and and I get it. I get the appeal and I understand why there's so many firms that are now in this space. Part of it is because many people are trying to find other avenues for PR careers as they're transitioning out of PR because of the changing landscape. Um, And some people are very good at the sales process. They're great at um, discovery. They're great at having these sales conversations. And for other people, it's not their natural talent, but is it a good idea? And if so, when is it a good idea? 
Yeah. I mean, even as you're giving all these pros and cons, I often, my, my first question would be, okay, so if I hire someone to do, uh, you know, outsourcing my sales, because I am a solo or even a smaller shop, you know, even if it's a micro agency doing this, is the prospect going to feel like, well, this is a little top heavy. Is this going to affect your pricing? Is it going to feel like a bait and switch? I don't know. I think it would probably work best for a very specific business, right? Yeah. So here's where I land on it. When you think about the sales function within a large organization, typically the salespeople are employees of your company. So they are integrated into your brand. And so when they're selling, they're not selling something that's apart from them. This is a company that they have a connection with that they're a part of. So they're a part of your brand. I do think that there's this principle in sales that people buy from people that they know, like trust. Exactly. So when you bring in a third party company, they're trying to establish no like and trust for you. And they're removed. And also remember a lot of these companies, here's the caution, they're not just selling you. And so if you're in an agreement with them to get a percentage, that doesn't mean that they're going to put you forth and that they are acting on only your behalf. They're just selling and they're just trying to place and match, make a PR agency to a client. So it's not a one-to-one agreement where this is your outsourced sales team. Now, there are people that you can hire as an outsourced salesperson. But in my viewpoint, there are a couple of cautions. And I'm not saying that it will never work because I would never say that. And and we always want to be mindful about not being so locked into tradition that we're not open to change. But in my viewpoint, you never ever go wrong when you manage sales in your company. And if you are growing a bigger agency even, your job really should be developing business. You take yourself not out of the sales process, but out of the day-to-day tactical stuff. That's what you outsource. But business development, you keep. This is your company. No one can tell your story like you. And unlike some other businesses, we're not selling widgets. This is very much a service business. And PR and the way that it's purchased has not changed that much, except when you're talking billion dollar budgets where they're hiring big global agencies and they're putting out feelers. But even in that process, if we really dig down into it, we know that often with those big, huge million dollar budgets, they're inviting people that they know, like trust to bid on the business. So it's still a handful of firms. It's not just a big cattle call. Yes, RPs happen, but those have to be winnable for you to even participate in that process. So from my viewpoint, you never go wrong by taking on that function and outsourcing something else. But if you're going to go this route, I would say there are a couple things that you need to be cautious about. You need to really look at the agreement that you're entering into for not only the length of time, the process that they're going to utilize to sell on your behalf. The percentage that you'll have to give up, is it a flat rate payment? Is it an ongoing percentage of your fee? You have to understand confidentiality and how much you're disclosing to this firm in order to be able for them to be able to sell you. So again, 
if they're just out there and they're selling everybody, including your clients, because this has happened with some outsourced firms where they're supposed to be selling for you and then they're offering up your clients on behalf of other agencies. That's not a good situation. So I would say I would have legal counsel go over any agreement that I was planning to enter into and make sure that you're not trapping yourself in something that's going to work against you. Yeah. And you Um, know what? If you hadn't outlined all those things just now, that's making me tired and thinking, I'll just do it myself. (laughs) It's, you know, it's a, you can learn how to develop business. That's the thing. You don't have to be a quote unquote salesperson to learn how to develop business for yourself. It's getting over that fear and understanding and having some kind of a process that is your natural skill set. So for example, networking may be your jam. You're good at it. You're comfortable doing that. Do that, but do it consistently Yeah, because business development is not something that should happen when the house is on fire. It needs to happen on an ongoing basis. So you need to have structures in place that you constantly do. And, you know, outsourcing sales has to make financial sense for your company. So if you are somebody that only needs five accounts that are $20,000 a month, it might not be worth it to outsource your sales. But if you're really trying to build a larger agency, again, I would say, why don't you outsource other things that are going to get you bang for your buck? Because the more you free up your time to lead strategy to develop your people and to develop business, that's going to put the money in your pocket, not outsourcing the sales function. I mean, I think sometimes when we're, we start our own business, we forget that at some point you're going to have to let go of some things if you want to grow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that makes perfect sense. It just is what it is. It doesn't mean that you have to, like if doing the work is, is like, that is where your heart lies. And that's what makes you happy and excited about going to work every day and you're happy with your income, then you won't have to outsource anything. But if you ever want to get past that point to where you're bringing in more income, you're going to have to let go and you're going to have to give up control of some things, but business development should not be that thing, in my opinion. No, I, I couldn't agree more because all business is relationship and people want to know who they're doing business with. And if they choose to do business with you, it's because of you. You know, not that you're holding hands 24-7 and, you know, being overly um, over-delivering, but they want to know who they're doing business with. And I think, you know, look, unless I'm like LeBron James and I have an agent, it's not, you know, to me, it it almost pings of, oh, I'm hiring an agent and well, why, who am I? No one, that, that, that's for, well, for the most part, known entities, right? It's not for unknowns. And if people want to know how I'm doing business, they want to know how I work. I'm the one that should be cultivating it. And I couldn't agree more. If you want to outsource things, it's the day to day. And it's, it's really, it comes down to, and this, this goes for most any businesses, because I've had this conversation with clients who are solos in other arenas when they're, they're struggling with scaling. And it's like, look, what kind of, what kind of work do you want to do? Do you want to just dig in and do the work? Or do you want to be, do you want to be growing this to be a larger concern. So you have to decide where you want to be and where you want to go. And in that case, this might be for you. But I think just for generally speaking, for the solos of the world, I think it just kind of goes against the structure that works for us. I completely agree. And I mean, here's the other thing too. 
the cell cycle, it is typically long. It's yes, not it like you're going to hire somebody <laughs> and boom, boom, those, nope. that business is going to come rolling in. Yeah. There no. are, now I will say maybe different than somebody who completes the whole cell cycle. Maybe you enter into relationships, referral relationships, or maybe right. it's a matchmaker service. But again, I say, look at those and don't believe that it's going to be a magic fix, but you want to make sure that you understand all of the terms and make sure that it's going to be worth your time. Because I know that that also feels like such a relief. Like if, if you just get leads and it's a matchmaker type service, that that could be great. And I agree, you know, when you're getting leads from verifiable sources, that's beautiful. But then, you know, in your local area, there may be groups that already do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I know of some groups in different cities that it's a, you know, it's basically a community of people and they refer business to each other within the group. If they don't have the skill set within the group, then group members will go outside to their broader network. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It doesn't cost anything. It's, right. There's no fee for entry. It's just these people that have formed a relationship with one another, much like the solo PRs have done with each other, that are referring business to one another. Sometimes you, you know, maybe you have, you know, like we have venture capitalists that we have relationships with and we get leads from them. You can develop your own lead source. Yes, and exactly. You can, yeah, you really can do that. And Michelle, you hit the nail on the head. It's relationship what I have found when selling new business is that people don't just want to understand your capabilities. They want to understand how you think and right. how you do business. That's something that's not always on paper. It's in those conversations that you have with people. It's you know the things that are in between the spaces of here's Yes. what we're able to do. Here's who we've done it for. Yes. And, and it even comes up with, you know, just try to be helpful. I love making connections that have absolutely no benefit to me. You know, if I see, oh, hey, you know what, this person would be fantastic for what you're looking for. And I hope it works out. That's great. You know, just sprinkle that goodness around. But that also speaks to the way you do business and to who you are. And to just have some third party kind of cold calling, because look, we get these emails. And what do we do? We delete them. I had one this morning where it said, you know, just reply, no, thanks. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's, that's oh. seven, that's seven too many keystrokes for me. I'm just going to hit delete. <laughs> oh, I love the templates that now, you know, <sighs> force you to unsubscribe. Like I never asked to subscribe. You randomly grab my name from the internet and are emailing me and, and then saying, you know, this is the final time that you're going to email me. And then you lie and you email me again. Yeah. And then yeah. I have to unsubscribe from your emails that I never asked for. Nope. I won't be doing that. Thank you. <sighs> I will, however, report it as spam and get you blocked. So <laughs> I'll do you that favor. But yeah, I, and yeah. you know, I'm not, let, let me be clear. There are some legitimate PR sales agencies out there. I don't want to just throw shade on all of them. I'm just not a fan of that business model for the type of work that we do, even if it's by former PR people, because it's, there's a disconnect between who they are and really 
positioning yourself, your brand to potential clients. I agree. And something you said earlier, worth your time. Your time is worth something. And just consider the time you would spend getting something like that going for potential payoff. Is it worth it where you could really be spending the time doing that on your own? You know, work, work LinkedIn, go to the networking things, you know, both in person and there are still some virtual things that you can pop into. And as we know, building business, it's a slow burn. It, It takes easily six months, two years even, you know, I I've served on certain committees for years. Is it partly to hopefully build business? Yeah. That can't be my only reason because that's not realistic, it took about, I don't know, six or seven years until I, one of those committee slots turned into really good business. Timing has to be right. Yeah. Need has to be right. But you know what? When they needed someone, thankfully, I was the yeah. first person they thought of. So. And I, I would say for solos, remind people, remind people pretty frequently. It'll feel, it'll feel like too much for you, but remind yeah. people what you do. Yes. We don't do that. You know, it's interesting. I was on threads (laughs) last week and this amazing woman just said, Hey, this is what I do. And I'm looking to be a guest on podcast. And she just stated her value proposition and her comments were flooded with people. And then she's like, okay, here's how to reach me. So just by reminding people like, Hey, I'm here, we're connected. This is what I do. Yeah. And she was bold about it. I think that Solos could use a bit of that confidence. Don't assume that just because you're on LinkedIn and you're sharing articles or you're on social media or you have a website or or even because you have a client that is working with you, that they remember everything that you do and can offer or that you want business. You have to open up your mouth and remind people, including your clients. So periodically, even if you've been serving a client for five years, you need to say, you know, hey, I have an open slot. Do you know anybody who could use X, Y, Z. Yeah. Would you mind making an introduction? Do not be afraid to share your areas of expertise. And don't forget that, you know, we're bombarded with so much information that people may not readily recall everything that you offer or even know that you're in the market for new business. So you have to speak up. Agree. Agree. Well, we hope this time together has been beneficial, especially if you've been receiving these inquiries and wondering, gosh, I don't know, should I outsource sales? So, you know, we we hope, uh, I know Karen's offered some amazing advice and and at the end of the day, you need to do what's right for you. And I, we know that you know in your gut what that is. So if you got value from this, please share it around. Check us out at soloprpro.com. I believe Karen is the window to membership still open. It is. Excellent. So if you want to join, join our incredible community, that would be amazing. And until next time, thanks for listening to That Solo Life. <laughs>